Hi, and welcome to Tangent Never After, the podcast about storytelling. My name is Lucas, and I wrote today's episode on a napkin. Joining me today is one of my best friends. Hi, I'm Ben, and they call me on Fridays. <laughs> today's episode is about bonus features. Yes, I'm crazy, I know. <laughs> okay, let's just start off with a little introduction. What are bonus features, Ben? Uh, well, I'm not sure what you're asking me for, actually. <laughs> it's more um, just so that I can get it out there. Um, bonus features are the fun parts of DVDs that people ignore and aren't even on DVDs anymore. And I have to pay extra for the damn Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I don't pay extra for the Blu-ray because I don't care as much. Because I also know you can find that stuff for free on YouTube after like a month. Eh, depends how good the movie is uh, or if it's a box office bomb or not. <laughs> A lot of times, the box office bombs actually have some really good practical and, and visual effects. Uh, with they really do. Some of them have the best um, bonus features, actually. Um, I remember for the movie Dead or Alive, I was like, oh, this is some really good choreography for the fight scenes. <laughs> you just said that you didn't watch um, bonus features on DVDs growing up, so that makes me wonder, what on earth was wrong with you when we um, were teenagers? <laughs> well, I didn't have a DVD player until I was, like, probably... 1920 we we were still watching everything on vhs you found vhs tapes into your late teens well not found but we were we were recording a lot of things off a of cable with with the vcr ah that makes more sense see um my parents made the jump to dvd as soon as they found out you didn't have to rewind it so it's like oh that's convenient we we, we had a a special rewinder device that rewound the tape um, in about a minute. So when we were done, uh, rather, than, rather than sitting there and rewinding it on the VCR, we'd stick it into the special rewinder and, and push the push the lid down. It would go and then and be done. Okay. Um. The next time I visit, you have to show me this device if your <laughs> parents still have it. I'll, I'll have to see if they can dig it out. Because <laughs> um, I remember my parents low. Because it was just like. It would be my brother to watch it first, and then I would watch it, and then my parents would watch it with me and my other brother. So it's like constant rewinding, and then we would have to rewind to return to the video store just out of courtesy. Well, you mean you're supposed to do that anyway? I mean, they didn't. They didn't like most places didn't really penalize you for it, but they're like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, it's like really. But but, the, but so. then they had one of those things that you just pump push it in and it does it in like a minute anyway. There's things I'm learning today. Apparently, um, <laughs> um, so today's topic is about bonus features, just because um, they really did impact me a lot as an adult than you would think they would. Um, I just remember seeing advertisements of Scooby Doo and Harry Potter, be like, "Watch these deleted scenes." I'm like, "Deleted scenes? There's more to the story." I, I, I think by the time I was like. <laughs> seeing dvd bonus features i was like watching things on youtube more often than i was watching like things on a dvd mm, i would say well because i didn't search for that stuff um back when youtube was like small time i was either watching anime or oh i i, I wasn't watching it when it was small time like i was very late to the dvd game in the first in, 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 overall right right because um i would when i when i say youtube um they were very particular about where you could upload like, they didn't care you uploaded anime and music, and they still don't care they upload music. But it's like, if you yeah. uploaded something, if you uploaded a scene from Harry Potter, then you got in trouble. 
Yeah, now it's uh, totally fine to, to upload movie stuff if you, if you falls under uh, commentary or whatever. It, it's 100% true. Um, but yeah, I just... Originally, my curiosity was like, what are these deleted scenes? And I just got into it. And like, I just found like... And this extended into my favorite movie, The Dark Crystal, which Ben has not seen. Shocker. Oh, it's shame. Just shameful um but it's like it evolved into me seeing how movies were made and um like i remember my favorite bonus feature related things were for scooby-doo um, lord of the rings and i was just like so shocked that they th- apparently jim henson thought ahead when he made the dark crystal it's like okay we're going to show them how this puppetry was done how these costumes were made how this material and that puppet I was like, well, a, a, oh a lot, a lot of those things are often filmed during the time of the actual movie. Like, like half the time, there's people wandering around there with with cameras recording things. Right, and I'm just like, back in the day, I questioned why would you record that? Like, um, like I know that some people, uh, I believe George Lucas did this because I used to have the VHS to this. Um, I think one of my brothers stole it from me. They had a full one hour VHS tape of the making of star wars and i was like it was my favorite thing to watch over and over and over as a kid because um practical effects using painting on glass to make it look like oh my gosh i am stuck in this never-ending hallway and stuff like that yeah old-fashioned matte painting is probably one of my favorite things i mean uh up through even some some stuff in the 80s i mean they were still really relying heavily on on matte painting at, to to really transport you to to different worlds, because CG wasn't just wasn't there. Right, and um, like I just remember, small side tangent. I I think Tron was the first CG movie, and um, it is so boring. <laughs> uh, I think that was like the first movie I skipped out on the bonus features for too. <laughs> I mean, I like the full-length documentary thing, but I think it's funny you say, um, like, who, who would wander around and film that stuff? It's like, well, the same thing, like, who would wander around with a camera and take pictures? I mean, it's the same thing. You want to you wanna document the experience of, of, of being there, and, and making movies is, is as much fun for the people involved as watching them for the rest of us. I, I, like, I agree with you. Like, um, a lot of things I'm just barely discovering, like, especially with um, the, especially with the Power Ranger alumni and, um, and even some older act, not older, they're like maybe 20 years older than us. Um, like apparently back up to about 2000, um, like they would be taking Polaroids just as tests because they did not have digital cameras yet and email to be like, how does this outfit look on this person? You like, let's say you and I were in a movie and they were plotting our costume. They would have us try on costumes, take the Polaroid picture, snap it, send it off to people, testing groups like, Denied, denied, denied. I like it. Denied. I like this one. We're gonna stick with this. Do what you, do what you need to do at the, at the time. I mean, uh, a lot. Yeah. Of, a lot of what bothers me about modern movie making is that they've lost a lot of the ingenuity to 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 do things in a visual way that that was done. the The one that comes to mind is the original uh, Black and White Invisible Man. Um, which I, I love that because they they were able to essentially fake visual effects. I 
I'm gonna watch it now. Um, is it silent film or? No, no, it's um, it it's talkie talk. <laughs> I I don't know when it was made. That's what's what's bugging me. But uh, the thing, the cool thing that they did is they specifically um would essentially wrap the actors' uh, exposed parts, like so, like hands and head and things, in in like a black cloth, and then film them in front of uh, like a black backdrop, so it just blended in. And because it was black and white, it, uh, a lot of the uh, more subtleties of color would would then be lost uh, because I mean they didn't have you know people right they, they did they, not they, have they, they didn't have color at the time, so they were able to manipulate um, that look just with value, and I think that's really really cool. And and the same thing with like old I think old Dracula movies, uh, their fake blood was actually chocolate was, cho- was chocolate syrup. I know that actually. <laughs> yeah, so it's because like they were, they needed it to look right, but because they weren't worried about the color, they could just it's like, hey, this is the consistency and the, and the values right, so that's what they went with. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, you just reminded me of the scene from Stargate SG One where like Richard Dean Anderson is invisible, and I was like, ooh. What What's I've... funny about that? I I don't know if you you watched the behind the scenes from that one. Um, no, because they don't have the DVD. <laughs> or you can find it on YouTube because they're everywhere. Um, I'm gonna go buy the DVD. <laughs> okay, well, sp- spend all get get uh, the entire ten season box set and uh, spend like five hundred dollars. Way to go! Um, I will, and I would take a picture and send it to you. And be like, I wish I had that. <laughs> Anyhow, um, there was so the idea was of that was for him to do a voiceover for just somebody else in a green suit, but he happened to be there that week, so they're like, "We'll just put him in the green suit." <laughs> That's awesome. And and yeah, there's there's a there's a clip of that uh, floating around on YouTube of of him pre pre edited out, just walking around in in a just giant green skin type bodysuit with a cup of coffee. I'm not sure I want to see that. <laughs> well, it's, it's just like like. That's like you know what I mean. Like it's it's the like the Halloween costume ones that are that weird right. material and things. With I like, know what with you like mean. Eye holes cut out and just a coffee cup. Okay, so back onto the main topic. Yeah, um, like even when CG was slowly being entered into the equation, which is around the same time um, they started DVD stuff. Um, they still used some fairly practical effects. I know um, Big Fish was a combination of Tim Burton wanting to have stuff actually made and a little bit of CGI. Uh, the, the, the one that still blows my mind, uh, the fact that it's like all CGI is iRobot. Like that, really? That, um, that, even that, Will Smith? Well, ob- obviously the actors, but that entire movie was shot on a green screen stage. There is nothing in that movie that is like actually real, besides the yeah. actors. I don't know, like even the apartment scenes or. Um, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, probably not because they they interacted with things. But like the like the vast majority of of that movie, if if not close to all of it, was all green screen stage. I, uh, actually, Disney recently did the Jungle Book, and obviously, Aaron Butt Mowgli had to be green screen. So, yeah, and I mean, it, like it's it's more common now, but that was one of the first movies to like really rely that heavily on it. And what's funny is I can rewatch it now, and it's like I I still 
can't really tell. Like, there's there's some stuff that, yeah, the the, the VFX definitely have aged, uh, but there's other stuff that it like it just blends really well. All right, and um, like I gotta give credit to like I know you think Lord of the Rings is boring, but um, that those effects have aged really really well considering it's been twenty years since Fellowship of the Ring. Wow, it's only been that long, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> what am I saying? What am I saying? Unfortunately, it's been it it aged like a good wine. <laughs> you don't even know uh, that how to judge that. Um. Yeah, and back onto the main topic, mum. I think one of the most interesting things I discovered via DVDs were commentaries. I don't know if you listen to them, but I just remember I was kind of bored one day still on my initial discovery of dvd high i was like what's this commentary and like it was the four actors um freddie pence jr sarah michelle geller matthew something or other and that other girl whose name i can't remember chit chatting and like having a fun time talking about the movie as the movie was playing there's a um i i i was a couple of things i, I i'm familiar with it there's a few game uh uh, two games that kind of do a similar thing, either having it uh, appear as, as text as, as you're playing, or just some stuff in the background. But uh, uh, the the one I'm thinking of is, is uh, there's a separate uh, website, and you have to like pay in to watch the whole thing. But it's called Rift Tracks, and it's basically two guys sitting t- together watching a movie. But the whole the whole thing from the dialogue to to what the characters are thinking is all just them like making fun of the movie the whole time. Oh, so it's kind of like their own personal Mystery Science Theater three thousand. A little, perhaps. Um, it's 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 really it's hard to de- hard to describe, and I'll have to show you some clips later. But uh, yes, they they can turn really boring movies into just unbelievably hilarious movies, just just with sort of the, the like the, this background commentary running through the whole thing. Mm, I look forward to this. I mean, we should try this one day. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately uh, stop your a thousand copyright flags. That's why we'll use a Patreon where we're charged like fifty cents because I feel bad for taking people's money. <laughs> um, I going to this. A I... donation to the cause, not taking people's money. Uh, right, donation to the cause, not taking their so, money, so supporting the show, and things like that. Speaking of which, if right. you guys want to support the show, <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. I still need to upload up old episodes to YouTube. Just, just need the the <laughs> PayPal donation button. Yeah, there you go. Um, what was I going to say? So there are other cool things from bonus features. Um, there is the art of um, stuff, which is technically not in video form. Um, I remember for before we, the. Before anyone had any foresight for art books, or, well, maybe they did have foresight, but um, it was not at my access at the time, but uh, where was I going to go with this? They had official, like, concept art and things like that on Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. It's like, oh, cool, I get to see the initial designs and this and that. So to me, things like that were always cool. Um, it was actually really cool that somebody managed to dig up that stuff for Return to Oz and dark crystal um you're gonna hear me go on about those movies a lot because they're amazing (laughs) well i mean 
I, I wouldn't say it's strictly it's like they had to dig it up. I mean, like you just contact the the artist who was in charge of it. As long as they're still working, they probably have that stuff sitting in their portfolio. Like um, both are done by the Jim Henson Company, so I know that they have a few museums they, and like they've kept everything they've ever done, probably. I know, like um, it's on my to do list to go to the Jim Henson Museum once COVID is over. Um, it's, it's mostly over. You do not quote us on that. Um, keep wearing your masks, people, even if you ever vaccinated. I don't know. CDC says otherwise right now. Don't take any risks, people. We're not that kind of podcast, and I invested too much on fashion masks to stop. <laughs> I've been shopping without a without a mask lately, and it's been awesome. Um, dang. Um, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Tangent. Uh, why was I going with this? Um, I'm a little sad to say that a lot of anime movies, the bonus features they have is like, um, I don't know for the dot .hack DVDs, it is, oh, my neighbors are mooring their lawn. Um, or is that the weed eater? Um, oh, you're talking about you. I thought you were talking about on the DVD. Like, what? No, no. Um, the bonus working fe- on this anime. Oh, my neighbors are mowing their lawn. There they are. Wave. Hi. <laughs> oh, that, that would make a good, good generic anime. Oh, my neighbors are mowing the lawn. Um, and all their neighbors have red hair that are spiky oh my gosh who's the protagonist who could it be is it that dude with spiky hair that's red no it's the it's the quiet guy in the corner that's unassuming and looks like everybody else Uh, that would be a fantastic show is a whole a whole classroom of people with like protagonist looks and then it's the one it's the one guy that looks normal that's kind of my hero academia right now. <laughs> Where was I going with this? So a lot of anime, I, I was disappointed. Maybe it's just because uh, I speak it, maybe because at the time anime was not such a big deal. But um, bonus features back in the day was like, you got to listen to music from Dot .hack sign um, without using the CD that came with it. And watching the show in Japanese and maybe some animation stills and things like that. But... I was always disappointed with Jap- with anime um, bonus features. Yeah, that's uh, again, you you have D- DVDs as stuff that I was barely even getting into watching at the time. So you, you're gonna just drop your jaw at all the stuff I have. They were like, "Why do you have all this?" I say that pretty much every time we talk. So <laughs> not uh, not not that strange. I know, but this time it'll be in person. Uh, okay, um, so other things like, I know for Lord of the Rings, one of my favorite bonus features, and it was, Lord of the Rings was not my introduction to Enya, but my introduction to Enya was around the time of Lord of the Rings, so, um, and I think one of the cool things is that sometimes they would have music videos, I believe I discovered one of Enya's music videos via Lord of the Rings, um, uh, may it be, I believe. Actually, that that, that is something of, of the few, like, backgroundy extra things from movies that I do actually really like were um, songs that were featured in the movie that a full music video was kind of created around. Right. And um, I think my thing was that it because middle school Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings just came out back to back and it was like I remember being so scared because I was not 13, but I was going to go see a PG-13 movie. 
was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if they find out. <laughs> if, you're, if you're with a parent or, you know, a gar- uh, guardian or somebody over the age of 14, you're probably fine. My best friend had her parents buy the tickets for us because um, it was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? Also, PG-13 back then is not PG-13 now. Like, it's very... Things have changed a lot. Have they really, though? Yeah. You can get away with more F-bombs. Oh, that is true. Um, back then, you could only say one F-bomb. Now it's now it's like two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, gosh. It's um, new, new on CBS this fall. Two and a half F-bombs. Ew. That's not... <laughs> okay, where was I going with this? So I think this influenced me as an artist, too, is that um, I... Back to Dark Crystal and Return to Oz and even with Lord of the Rings, just seeing them design stuff and actually make a physical puppet out of from initial sketches not being that far off from the sketches, but it's like we're gonna make a Skeksis and it's this horrible vulture like creature. And it looks scarier as a drawing than it does as a puppet, and it's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We can do more with value on on uh in a drawing than you can with a puppet. Uh, pu- uh, 3D puppets are a little more limited to, to what you can pull off. Some Well, it depends, also depends on what your goals are. I mean, like with Jim, Jim Henson, things are going to seem a little less creepy than what you might get out of like a Rick Baker uh, makeup or something, so... Oh, oh, I really need to make you watch Dark Crystal next time I see you. You are going to be thoroughly creeped out, trust me. Uh, one of my friends is actually terrified of the Dark Crystal, and he's like about six months younger than me. <laughs> what a wasp. I'm not going to call him a Um, Let's see. I'm going to use a movie that we talked about a little bit last time, um, Zootopia. It was fun seeing planning stages from bonus features. like um, and test and, and the tests of what that movie could have been. Right, um, like, I believe originally it was supposed to be a, well, technically it still is sort of a buddy cop movie, but, um, I believe... It was going to be a spy movie. Oh, okay, did not know it was going to be a spy movie, but, um, I I just remember seeing a drawing of Nick and Judy where Nick was a detective and Judy was just, like, the sidekick. Well, it wasn't wasn't Judy, it was Jack Savage. Oh, snap, you're right. (laughs) Because Judy was a very late shift to to that to that story. It was it was Nick and Jack Savage and Wild Times, and it was supposed to be like a spy movie. And they completely changed gears when they when they dropped the shock collar idea. That's true, and um, I know that for a little bit, Nick was supposed he was supposed to be the one the one to run the um, clothing optional place. <laughs> well, uh not run it but there was i know there was a thing about um he was supposed to get naked basically and walk around and and the callback to that in the movie is with when they're leaving he adjusts his tie um but yeah i think that was the thing like originally planned that he was gonna be like okay when in rome you know oh oh okay um that makes sense this darn computer um yeah so and like um it's kind of cool just to see stories behind stories behind stories, like, you know, from Maleficent for their, for the bonus features for that movie, they actually included 
the allegedly original Grim Fairy Tale version of Sleeping Beauty. Um, I am not convinced that is the original version. Well, I mean, you can only say so much with original version, especially with a lot of European fairy tales, because a lot of those were weird, like, oral stories that came out of cultural traditions that eventually got written down, you know. Right. I know, like, um, my biggest annoyance is, like, with Hans Christian Andersen work, or, like, um, because he actually sat down and wrote the stories, and I don't know for The Little Mermaid it was, um, she died for good. Like, she just turned into foam because she couldn't bring herself to kill the prince. And in some, I think one watered-down version that allegedly he wrote as an alternate ending was, um, was that the mermaid was carried into heaven, and um, every time a child sinned, um, it was a thousand years extra for the little mermaid, so. That's nice and dark. Hey, kids could handle it better. I don't know what's up with kids these days. Kids these days. (laughs) They don't know the meaning of dark. I don't know, they've seen Avengers Endgame. Or no, other I, Infinity War. That's right. I love listening to Celine Dion's song and seeing everyone die. Well, that's Deadpool. Uh, completely different. I know, but I I am convinced that somebody on the Deadpool um, planning stage is like, oh, they're all going to die via Ashes. We're going to name the song Ashes. Wouldn't surprise me. Ah, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I wonder that what like, we're going off to a different tangent that I might go on to later. Um, funny thing, uh, I think it's because I'm not such a big MCU person, but I have not seen too many MCU bonus features. Uh, it's hard to say what's that bonus feature and what isn't because, like, I mean, even like Marvel Studios has put probably more stuff online than they have on their DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever. Like, I remember being a little invested in, like, um, a little bit in Guardians of the Galaxy because it was, like, what, the only War Room movie that I could watch more than once. That's funny, because I, I'm really not a fan of, of, of the Guardians movies. Which is extra funny, because I hate the second one. <laughs> um, where was I going to this? Um, I really like, like, documentary types of things, like, especially with Lord of the Rings, because it's, like... This is for Lord of the Rings and not The Hobbit, where like they actually showed New New Zealand and interviewed all the actors and cast, and was like, oh, oh, so this is their motivation behind the character. Um, Christopher Lee has read the book each year, or um, wait, who was it that played? Gandalf? No, Christopher Lee played um, Saruman. Who played Gandalf? Give me one quick second. Oh, um, shoot, the Magneto guy, right? No, uh. Gandalf. Let's or, ask Google. Or, or am I confusing one old guy for another old guy? I believe Christopher Lee, Ian McKillian. Yeah, so I was right. Woohoo! You knew something about Lord of the Rings and you don't like it. Nee, 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 nee. I'm not saying I don't like. I've never said I don't like it. I just said I don't. I doesn't do anything for me. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Uh, fun fact, so those are the only books I probably won't reread anytime soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think one of my favorite things is just when you go to the extreme as something like Lord of the Rings, you really do get a lot out of a bonus features where like, um, you get to learn more about a place in the Earth that you either cannot go to because um, you're too young or 
uh, you're not financially stable or there's a global pandemic preventing you from leaving your country because all the other countries hate you. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been onto something like that, Ben. Onto something like what? Like what I just described with documentaries within bonus features. Oh, uh, I don't know about within bonus features, but I like ones that are made separately from like officially the movie itself like like um i was actually recently watching a uh it was an hour and a half documentary that's on youtube about uh the legacy of back to the future and how it impacted people in all kind of different ways except um, to see those movies yeah see, see see now i can i can taunt you for that um but i won't uh but uh yeah th there was um like interviews with the original cast and and you know creators and like how it came to be but then it's also like here's how this thing we created like impacted all these other people and and like sprang up all these other ideas and how 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 fans are keeping uh something alive beyond its like the creators ever thought it would ever reach and how how far it would go so so things that are produced independently like that uh oftentimes years later i think are sometimes can can be uh, often more interesting than the movie itself in a lot of ways uh, very true like um uh like um i lost my train of thought um i didn't really we didn't really go into this but dvds for tv shows are also pretty interesting um all of the most of the bonus features for um sg1 are on youtube now because unfortunately nobody cares about stargate anymore i totally disagree it's just more of uh who owns it and everything like that uh, uh, that too but I will um, I really... say that uh, also, I mean, like twenty years old now, so it's like n no one's no one's gonna put up a fuss that you're not buying the DVDs at this point. Uh, but I've probably se I actually would say I've probably seen more behind the scenes stuff for TV shows than I've seen for movies. Oh, um, I really like outtakes too, like um, especially uh, from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> well, that's actually my favorite. One of my favorite things about. Uh, uh, American-made Jackie Chan movies, like the end, the like the end credits are always like a just like this host of outtakes from from the entire movie. Especially during serious scenes. Oh, 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 yeah, they used to do that. Um, just thought of no, Shanghai Noon. No, he's like, no, Roy, she is my babysitter. Your baby. <laughs> he's laughing. He's like, what? Like, baby, what? Baby sister, not babysitter. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay. Actually, um, what's funny is uh, the the one that makes me laugh the hardest though is uh, I, I'm not I hate the Rush Hour movies but it's, it's in one of the Rush Hour movies as Jack Chan sides sidestepping with, with the gun and he just goes chase and, and somebody and Chris Tucker just busts out laughing in the background and, and and he's like what and they go freeze oh freeze that's so <laughs> okay alrighty um. Any last thoughts on bonus features? They are super fun. I'm sad that they're not as fun as they used to be, especially with my disappointment with um a sequel trilogy for Star Wars and the laziness behind most Disney bonus features. Um, what are your thought last thoughts on it, Ben? Um I think it's something that as we've pushed into uh more streaming and online digital consumption, I think it's something that's in some ways lost a little bit uh well th but at the same time people that are actually going and seeking that things out are the ones who are really interested in it uh so, same reason why you said earlier about uh, art books 
not being what they were 20, 30 years ago that the way they are now is I think it's just finding the, the, the niche market for people that are really interested in that. Um, cause I think what has been the downfall of bonus features, but the uptick in art books. Very true. Very profound. Now I want to tangent more, but we are out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you for wasting a good 30 minutes with us. Um, I am Lucas. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LucasGo underscore art46. Ben, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at cinderblockstudios.com and on the links page on my website there, you can find all of the other places I tangent out to myself uh, throughout the internet. You can find us on Twitter at tangentEAPod. I believe that's what it is. Um, and we are on... We were on SoundCloud, but um, so now we are on Anchor and Apple Podcasts and Pocket Casts and now Spotify. So that's Tangent Ever After Podcast. One day we will be on YouTube too when I have enough free time to upload episodes to there. Say goodnight, Ben. Goodnight, Ben. <laughs> Say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn. <laughs> okay.